Hello, dog fans. You're listening to a special Washington Huskies episode of the Here and There Sports Podcast, and we will get started as soon as we give a pitch to our sponsors. First and foremost, the season is over. Unfortunately, with the Washington Huskies' second loss of the season today, it was an absolutely back-breaking loss, okay, at the farm in Palo Alto to Stanford, And first thing I want to say is that the season is over. Playoff hopes are most certainly gone. Conference hopes are almost certainly gone. You can call me a pessimist, and when it comes to the Huskies, sometimes I am. This season I am, at least. But this isn't even me being a pessimist. This is just logic. The Huskies have lost two conference games, and they do not have the tiebreaker against Cal or Oregon, which means that they, obviously not Oregon, if they haven't played them, but this means that they need to, they need Cal to lose another game, they need to beat Oregon, there's no wiggle room with the Oregon game, and then they need Oregon to lose an additional game on top of that, and we need to win out too, in order to win this Pac-12 North. So translation, it's not happening, Theoretically, it could, but especially with the Huskies, the way the Huskies are playing, it's just not going to happen this year, unfortunately. And that's about it. I mean, there's really no reason to get your hopes up this season, which is really disappointing because we're six games in, and the biggest games of the season matchup-wise, Oregon, Utah, Washington State, all at home, aren't going to be for the conference. I mean, we're going to be playing for the Alamo Bowl at that point, which this home slate was so great. This year, so many great games at home, but it's not going to end up being that entertaining of a season. I mean, I'll still go to the games. I love the Huskies. It's going to be fun. Shit, man. I mean, it's not going to be for the playoff. It won't be for the conference championship. It'll be for the Holiday Bowl, Alamo Bowl. So that's really disappointing that this is the way the season has gone with just just six short games in, and we're already here, four and two. It wouldn't surprise me if they dropped another game to Arizona next week on the road. Arizona's been playing great before even getting their licks at Oregon at home, and I don't even want to think about the Oregon game because Oregon defeated Cal by 10, so... Lord forgive the Ducks for what they're probably going to do to us two weeks from now. You know, what are we in 2012 where Oregon runs the Pac-12? Seahawks and 49ers are at the top of the NFC West. I mean, geez. This is just not bringing back good memories right now. I don't like where we're at. But now I'm going to get into the actual game against Stanford. Now, my school, my high school, had its homecoming today. And thank God we did, because I would have lost my mind if I was sitting in front of my TV watching that Stanford game. I mean, I was sort of following it on my phone, but once I realized that we were going to lose the game, I pretty much just tuned it out and distracted myself and socialized for the rest of the night, had a grand old high school experience, and tried not to worry about the Washington Huskies, because that's really not where my mind wanted to be. But the more that I look about it, look at it, the more that I, the more I realize. Sorry, I I can't talk when I. This is the second, two a.m. two thirty a.m. um, Sunday morning, Husky podcast rant after a loss. I did one after the Cal game at like two a.m. and now here I am, 
Uh, and my brain is just not functioning properly. I'm just trying to get some thoughts out. As I said after the Cal game, first thing that needs to be addressed about this game, the offense is terrible. Okay, the offense is so bad. You score 10 points against Stanford. I mean, or 13 or whatever it was. Stanford is not a good team. Okay, Stanford almost lost to Oregon State. Stanford got destroyed by USC. They got destroyed by UCF. Okay, I mean, they were they were almost 1 and 4 heading into this game. Stanford is as bad as they've been. Now, granted, it's still they they were as bad as they've been in the past decade. I'll put it that way. Now, granted, it's still Stanford. You know, it's always tricky to play a road game at Stanford at night. So, I would I would excuse them if they, you know, it was close. They sort of had to eke out a win, went down to the final few minutes. But a loss is just not acceptable against this year's Stanford team. I mean, especially when Stanford's starting quarterback still wasn't even playing in this game. Their quarterback that was in, David Mills, has not been good up to this point. And not to say that our defense was bad today because the defense wasn't the issue. It's pretty much 100% the offense. But the defense failed to make some big stops when they needed to. And that is something that you would have expected from them. And but the offense was just horrible. Jacob Eason, I you know, I know that the receivers dropped a lot of passes. I know that a good amount of it was not his fault. But you have to hold a decent amount of accountability to the five-star recruit quarterback. Okay, he went 16 of 36, under 50% of his passes completed, one touchdown and one very costly pick wasn't dynamic moving the ball down the field. And again, I acknowledge that a large amount of the blame is to be on the receivers, but Jacob Eason did not look like a five-star quarterback. And really, when it comes down to it, he has not been amazing when the Huskies have needed him to be. He's been good in games against bad teams, and he's put up some good stats against bad teams. But in the Cal game and in the Stanford game, he has not played great. Wasn't even very good in either of those games. And that's something that they need him to do. Otherwise, it's going to remind us of Jake Browning, but Jake Browning won games. So as much as we all love to rag on Jake Browning, Jake Browning was winning games. Um, obviously, he would drop a game here and there, but Jake Browning won the conference, and we're not going to win the conference this year. Next thing would be coaching. Chris Peterson is a good coach, okay? People forget that before Chris Peterson, the Huskies were a perpetual seven or eight win team. When it comes down to it, it's a privilege that as Husky fans, we can expect to be in the New Year's Six every year. We can expect to win the conference every year. So when we lose the second game of the season, everyone freaks out. I mean, under Sarkeesian, if we were 4-2, and two, we'd be feeling pretty good about ourselves. So I know that the standards change, and I know that we obviously should not be 4-2 and two right now, but Chris Peterson is still a great coach and has done great things for the program. Do I think that the team could have been more prepared for this game? Absolutely, yes. And does a large amount of that fall on Chris Peterson? Yes, but we also need to understand and have a nuanced opinion on where the program has come that the program has got this far. We made a playoff and won two conference championships 
to get it to the f- point where we are so numb to winning that the second that we lose that second game of the season, it's as if the season's over. So that's a privilege right there. And don't get me wrong, this isn't the apocalypse of the Huskies. They're going to be good for years to come. They have It is a very young roster. They have a lot of good recruits coming up. Chris Peterson can still recruit and still coach. And as long as he's here, we're going to have a chance. That being said, Bush Hamden is not a good coach. I cannot say the same for him. He needs to go. He needs to be fired. Even when the Huskies were great in these past few seasons, he's had so many weapons and the offense has not lived up to the to how it should. I mean, 2016, the offense was great. But then when you step into 2017 and Bush Hamden just could not move the offense, even with guys like Jake Browning, Miles Gaskin, Dante Pettis, the past three years, the Huskies have not had a dynamic offense, even with such great, talented players on their roster. I mean, as much as you want to say the Huskies' wide receiver core isn't great, they still have Salvon Ahmed, Jacob Eason, Hunter Bryant, Aaron Fuller, okay, Richard Newton, Cade Otten, a whole bunch of weapons. They're not being utilized to the point where we can move the ball down the field and confidently score. So Bush Hamden, I've been saying this for the past few years, but it's time he needs to go. Bush I'm sorry. Bush Hamden needs to go. There's nothing else I can say about that. He needs to be fired. I don't know why he hasn't already been fired, but I know that there's a lot of people who would like to be the offensive coordinator for the University of Washington. I think a couple years ago, his salary doubled by like, his salary doubled. I think it went from like $350,000 a year to $700,000 a year, which is just ridiculous because the offense isn't good. I mean, it's just absolutely mind-numbing and in the past few years it was just more of a nitpicky thing well I don't know if you can call it nitpicky it was just it was a little less manifested than it is now where the offense is really bad I mean we can confidently say I mean Oregon State's offense is miles ahead of us think about that Oregon State located in Corvallis and I love Oregon State, but that is not a recruiting hotspot. We're in Seattle, and they're in Corvallis. They're getting two-star, three-star kids picking up on you know transfers. They're not all that talented, and yet their offense can put up three times as many points up than we can against Stanford. It's just absolutely mind-numbing. So where does the problem lie? A large amount of the blame has to go to the offensive coordinator. So... That's where I stand on that. Um, a couple very questionable decisions with uh, going for it on fourth and two from the 13-yard line. Obviously not converting because the offense is terrible, as we established. And then, you know, kicking the field goal when it, we were down by 10. Okay, whatever, sure. You know, we weren't going to win anyway because Easton threw a pick when we were down 10 to effectively give the ball back to Stanford, and effectively end the game. So Stanford beats us by 10. I mean, it it seemed like it was just an incredibly frustrating game to watch where you were just waiting for the Huskies to get something going the whole game, and they just played horribly. And that's all I have to say. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of something optimistic to say I think the team's gonna be good in the next few years 
I think they're always going to compete for conference championships, but they're not going to win it this year. And that's really the bottom line from this game, that A, it puts them in a situation where they can't, it's very difficult for them to win the conference, even if they go undefeated from here on out. But it's more from the standpoint that they are just not a very good football team right now. And that became, that was, we sort of saw that against Cal, but that was a bit more of a fluke game. And we thought that maybe that was just a one-time thing. But this game proved that the Huskies are not that good of a team. And that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I'm calling it as I see it. I like Jacob Beeson. He's a good kid. I love Chris Peterson. Not still not many coaches I would rather have than him. I have nothing but praise to say for Chris Peterson. Class act, you know, great guy that you want to coach your football players. But this isn't a good season. And I must not have done a good enough job of distracting myself because once I got home, the first thing I did was feel the need to make a rant podcast about the Huskies. And I already know I'm going to wake up with a really bad taste in my mouth. <coughs> Sorry. I'm going to wake up with a really bad taste in my mouth, so I don't look forward to that. I don't like doing these rant podcasts. I hope that I don't have to do another one this season. Odds are I will, probably next week, to be honest, after we lose to Arizona in Tucson. <sighs> uh no, I mean I, I think I would hope I hope we'll beat Arizona. They're playing well. They have Khalil Tate, and if they put up a couple touchdowns, gonna effectively end the game for us on the road since we're not gonna score anything. So it wouldn't surprise me if we're four and three heading into the Oregon game. And then we have I'm just thinking worst case scenario, Oregon beats us, you're four and four, you know, then you have to play Utah. That's a very tough game. And then Wazoo's offense is going to put up points against you if we can't score. You know, the. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking worst case scenario, a six-loss season, losing to both your rivals and playing in the Cheez-Its Bowl or the Red Box Bowl. My goodness, I don't even want to think about that. Because if that happens, then... I I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what I can say, but that would be very bad. I don't want to say that's where we're headed. You know, there's a decent chance they get it together, but they're definitely going to lose at least one more game. I can almost guarantee you that. So best case scenario, we're looking at like nine and three. Um, but it's not going to be a conference championship. It's not going to be a Rose Bowl, and it's really disappointing for this season. Obviously, this season didn't have too much hype relatively compared to other years, as some other seasons have. Last year, drew in a little more hype, but it's always hype when a Husky football season starts, and it's sad that we're six weeks in, and it's already seeming to be, as far as the Huskies' chances go, effectively over for a Pac-12 championship and beyond. But that being said, it'll still be fun to go to the games. I really hope we can beat Oregon. First, we need to beat Arizona next week. So I will see you then. Go dogs.